Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Health and Wealth Podcast with your hosts, Tim and Carter. What's trending in Richards? Carter Wilcoxon, founder of CSI Financial Group here with my co-host and former wealth advisor, Tim James, founder of chemicalfreebody.com and your new health advisor. This is the show where we reveal the connection between physical and financial abundance. Hey, welcome back in Richards. Carter Wilcoxon here on the Health and Wealth Podcast Show. Um, you know, I normally start out with saying I'm really excited about our guest today. I always am excited about our guest today. But today is more exciting than normal. Everything that CSI Financial Group and Epic Services Company has built their business model around in helping advisors win what I call the relationship war that is being weighed every single day out there in a very competitive industry uh, is we are joined today by one of my dear friends now and uh, business partner, Gary Lockhart. But before we get started, Mr. Tim James, my co-host, how are you doing today? Hey, buddy. I'm doing awesome. Excited to talk to Gary today. I was like, when I first saw him, I'm like, wow, this guy's in pretty good shape. And then I found out he was in his 70s. And I'm like, this guy is really in good shape. So I'm excited for the third segment when we get to talk about health, bud. Thanks for coming on. Okay, it's good to be here. Yeah, for sure. So um, so I want to go ahead and kind of just dive right on into it, Gary. Um, we're going to normally we, we talk about, you know, your backstory and, and how you got here and everything, which I want to touch on that. But then, you know, in the second segment, what we're going to primarily talk about is what is it that you and I have done together to really make this uh, our accomplishment of trying to make it a household name and what we're trying to deliver to the mass affluent all out throughout the country who are really underserved. But before we get there, let's talk a little bit about, you know, where you come from. I mean, obviously I know we've spent countless hours and emails together for the last, you know, four and a half years, um, coming up on five years, I think now, but, um, mm. anyway, Gary Lovescar wow. of integrated trust systems and, uh, the, the software that's actually called My Life Card Plan. That's the registered software name. Um, Gary Lovescar, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much. Good to be here. So, Gary, take us back to, you know, as far back as you want to. Um, and yesterday was Veterans Day, by the way. I want to say thank you for your service because it thank was you. Veterans Day yesterday. I know you're a veteran, but, you know, kind of sort of go back on how, what brought you and gave you a passion for estate planning. Okay, well, my my story starts, by the way, Carter, I should say, I was just thinking about this, uh, our podcast here, you know, uh, my story would be would, would be different without you coming aboard all those, uh, what, four and a half years ago. And I just want people to know that at, at right from the start. Uh, it, and we can we can go and touch on that later. But anyway, I had my start in the in the financial services industry back in the very early '80s, and uh, uh, about a year or so after I started, I I started to see um, a huge disconnect between the financial services industry and the and the legal services, the lawyers, the law firms. Who were uh, there to set up estate plans? Uh, for example, if someone's going to sell a life insurance policy and it's going to be payable to the spouse, what happens if the spouse doesn't survive? Uh, what then? 
and very little of that was really addressed properly. What about minor children? So in the early days, I, I, I began to see this disconnect. Most estate planning that I ran across was uh, provided by law firms who are good in that area and in trust planning. It was it was expensive, and you might say out of the reach of uh, of, of regular Americans. You know, people who are not you know extremely wealthy and, and they just could not afford a lot of the excellent services that uh, the law firms that did that type of planning uh, were able to do. So I saw that need. And uh, uh, so I decided uh, to start Gary Lofsker and Associates back in 85, after I went through the trust schools estates class at Hamill Law School. And, uh, and I did that as a back office service for law firms. In other words, I was their outsource. And that's how I got started. And then uh, about a year later, we moved to Phoenix. Well, that would be 86. And I continued that model. Um, I, uh, one particular law firm in the west side of town, I did quite a bit of work with. I would travel from Scottsdale over there, meet the client, interview the client, uh, draft, go back to my home office. Back then, I had a Wang OA computer with the inkjet printer, if you can believe that. Uh, it would take about four hours to put that product together. Uh, but I go back and deliver it uh, to the client at the law office. And that's what I did. That's how we got our, 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 our initial start. But it wasn't too long after I got going in that that I realized that um, the advisor community were the ones that had the clients. They're the ones that were easiest to work with. They're the ones that I could develop my business with. And that model uh, really has grown. And uh, I'm, it's, 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 we still do uh, back office law uh, work for law firms. We're still doing that. But the vast majority of what we do now is this model with working with advisors. So, uh, Gary, you know, I know that you're from North Dakota, but let's talk a little bit about because our enrichers, our listeners, you know, they like to hear, you know, sort of like where you come from and everything. And, and talk a little bit okay. about you know, what it was like, you know, growing up in North Dakota. You know, I know that you played sports and stuff like that. And uh, talk a little bit about that. Well, I did. I, I uh, actually I grew up in a very conservative uh, family, uh, Christian family in, in uh, uh, Red River Valley of the North. And it was there that I learned a work ethic. Um, we, uh, uh, as a rule, uh, the community that I lived in, uh, we operated uh, with honor towards one another. We, we learned the work ethic and um, just to try to do things the right way as much as possible. And that's, that's the background I came from. Uh, and uh, I, think, I think that background helped me to learn the value, if you will, of serving other people, uh, because there's a great value in that. Uh, the farming community I grew up in, Parker, North Dakota, the farmers there would help each other. If someone was not able to get a crop off right away or something happened, they would join in just like their family. So it was that work ethic, that community, that uh, helping one another that I think influenced my life a lot. And I've always always 
and, and yes, I was involved in sports in high school and college and uh, uh, teamwork, um, you know, teamwork is really fun when it works right. And, and I, 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 I enjoyed that. Uh, I enjoy being a part of a team uh, and, and having a team succeed together. Yeah, so, so uh, teamwork makes yeah, the teamwork, right? Yeah, year of uh, college, um, a friend of mine uh, from high school and myself, we volunteered. This is way, way, way back, Vietnam War. And we volunteered for the draft. We served two years, one year in Vietnam. Uh, he didn't make it back. Um, so it was kind of hard, uh, but uh, I got through those periods and um, kind of moved on with my life as much as I could. And uh, back uh, back by the time I got into my 30s was when I started to get into the defense services industry. And, uh, and then again, when I came across this, uh, this model, if you will, I knew that I had found my life calling because for some reason I got very interested in it. Um, I did have a legal background also when I come back from Vietnam, uh, when I was stationed in Fort Benning, Georgia. I, uh, I won't go into that in detail, but that was, uh, that was one of the starts as well. So, you know, one of the things I know that I've learned from you over the last, you know, four and a half years as we formed our, you know, initially business uh, relationship and now friendship um, is, yeah is that you used to go uh, to San Diego, I believe it was, and you used to listen to all the best speakers in the estate planning world. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the things that you've gleaned from that and how you incorporate that? That's a good point. After I earned my CFP designation, um, you're required to have 30 credit uh, credit hours uh, every two years to maintain an active designation. So I decided to, uh, of course, because I was in estate planning, uh, I was uh, I was made uh, aware of the uh, so the uh, Southern California Tax Estate Planning Forum in San Diego, and uh, I attended that several times through the years. And of course, there uh, we were taught uh, procedures and applications that you wouldn't learn anyplace else. Uh, the very top tax planning attorneys would speak there. Uh, people like uh, Jonathan Blotmacher, uh, Owen Fiore, Stacey Eastland, all these people were were there back then. And they were very, very good. So I learned a lot from that, from those years. I also had an opportunity to work with uh, uh, one of the most uh, prestigious law firms in Phoenix in, in those days. Um, I, I was in their office several times and got to know them well, work with them. And I had, I just had those blessed experiences and it really helped me to develop, I think a real broad based knowledge of, uh, of estate planning that probably most lawyers don't even have because they don't go there. In fact, most lawyers will have probably one semester of trust rules of states class and it's pretty basic and if that's all you have um, you're not going to be very well equipped to help people in the estate planning arena you probably help them with a 
I love you, Will, or something like that. But that's why this industry is, is so vast, because there's such a great need um, out there. So let's talk a little bit about, um, and I told Tim this, you know, pre-show that we would eventually get into this because he asked the question about, you know, the, the software, do you have coders and stuff like that? Let's talk a little bit about Steve Stern and how integral he is and how you've said to me many times that without him, you couldn't be able to do this. And you feel like in your, uh, and I don't take words, you know, put words in your mouth, but I know that you've talked about how, yeah. you know, how incredibly important that he is. Steve Stern is a, a remarkable guy. I, I, I have to believe he's got to be the top five programmers alive today. Uh, when I was introduced to him in uh, 2003, <clears throat> my world changed. He was the fourth uh, programmer or law or office programmer that I had contacted. The first three couldn't couldn't go very far, couldn't do what I was wanting to do back then. When I met Steve, he said, no problem. So we started this relationship back in, uh, in October of 2003. Um, and it wasn't long after that where we became active online. We started to develop uh, client data questionnaires with HTML pages. That changed everything. Prior to that, we would get applications by mail or fax machines, and I'd have all this chicken scratching that I had to go through, you know, that we had to go through. So uh, having Steve uh, set that up for us in the initial stages was, was a big deal. So we were still doing, though, the paper, as we still do today. In fact, this morning, we just got a a paper transaction order this morning, right before this call. Uh, we still get that, but now we're getting uh, about 90% of all the business we're doing is with the digital transformational application we can talk about. But anyway, Steve, Steve had the ability, when I saw how good he was, I started to ask questions about 2009. I started to ask some questions. I said, Steve, what about this? Can, could we do this? And he says, yes. And I go, really? Well, can we do this? He goes, yes. Well, how about that? Yes. You want this this way or that way? Well, that started it. And that, that just, that was another a big door opener. So I started to map out I started using my imagination. What would what would they uh, this this uh, surreal looking application be? That's how I started to do. I just went for it, and uh, he programmed about everything I could come up with. I mean, it was, and he still does today. It's just amazing the 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 technology that he was able to uh, code. That's why. I believe I say this uh, with a humble heart, but I don't think there's anything like what we have out there anywhere. And one of the reasons I believe that's two reasons I believe that one of them is the experience that I bring to the table that goes way, way, way back there, right? 36 years now. And the other one is uh, Steve Stern's skill. So, that combination 
I think is one of the things that, uh, that makes us unique today. Um, as far as, and let me just say this too, I can add this to this uh, uh, comment, that uh, the other thing I saw that was really important was uh, the client was at the bottom of the total fall. And uh, Carter, you and I have talked about this before many times. You could, you could tell the story probably better than me. <laughs> but, uh, but clients were always at the bottom of it. They, they, they very often didn't know what they're getting into. They didn't know where to go, who to contact. And when work was done for them, they oftentimes didn't know what they had. And then they didn't want to go back to the law firm to get changes made as just about everybody needs down the road. So, you know, I saw all that during all this process of time. And then we built out the MLCV platform really with a total client-centric attitude. Um, maybe that's the best way to put it. it. It was the attitude of putting the client first, complete control, no questions asked. However, However, the client cannot do this alone. He needs the advisor support, the attorney support, of course, the software and our teamwork that we have now that just really makes my heart glad to see how it's really developed. Yeah. So, um, Gary, thank you know, thank you for that, and that's that's great, you know, backstory and context and everything, and obviously, you know, um, the thing that. You know, the two of us have been completely simpatico on from the very beginning is elevating the client experience. You know, with Epic Services Company, you know, and I say this on a regular basis, our mission is to elevate the client experience. And what you recognized early on, way before I even knew who Gary Lofsgaard was, was that um, clients are underserved or misserved or, you know, not served at all, or, you know, they, they have this challenge and issue and especially the the demographic that we're going after right the mass affluent that typically are not they're not provided the level of service that we now provide and what we wanted to address especially with epic services company but you know our our mm -hmm. affinity to want to make sure that the client was always not only in control but had access to team members that could not only now but in the future even make sure that any types of updates were going to be able to be to be had. So with that in mind, if you don't mind, talk a little bit about the, the genius of the platform on how restatement has changed for those who have in the past been frustrated with continually having to go back to the law firm to get edits and updates done. Are you talking about the restatement of trust application? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know this, and this is why, as as Tim knows, he's heard me say this countless times on this podcast, our our unique onboarding process called the 90 and 90 formula. And for you and Richards out there who have not heard this, the 90 and 90 formula is built around the entire onboarding process where we can get 90% of your estate plan done in 90 minutes or less, to which we continue to share and enlighten those clients the other 10%. The other 10% is what law firms won't tell you about. And what I'm talking about with restatement of trust and how it's been frustrating for clients to have to go back. And every time they do, they have to restate their trust. And that's another cost, another fee. So, you know, as far as like the definition of what restatement is and why 
our platform is so unique when it comes to that. Well, Carter, we're gonna we're coming up on a hard break. We're gonna have we're gonna have to go to break, and then we're gonna have to come back and and get that question answered. And it's an important question. Um, and first off, I just want to say number one, um, Gary, thank you for your service to our country as a veteran. You know, we're just uh, after Veterans Day here, and um, I want to give a warm message out to all of our our, our active military and our veterans. Um, fighting battles on two fronts today, fighting our own government with um, certain types of mandates and stuff that are not. I just, I just, I have to say this because I had a guy who I heard a story through our Truth, Freedom, and Health movement where he called in. He said, "Look, I've been like a, a uh, like a, a dog trainer in the military, like you know the dogs that sniffing out the bombs and stuff. These guys are the ones going in ahead of everybody else, putting their life yeah. on the line. He's been training these yeah. dogs for 25 years, and they said if he doesn't get vaccinated." Um, he will be dishonorably discharged and not even have his pension. And he said, I am not going to get vaccinated. So it's just, it's really, so with stories like that, for those of you in the military that um, are on the side of not getting vaccinated, our heart just our, it goes out to you. And we want you to stay strong with that and know that there's support um, behind you. And there's other ways, other doors will open for you. Um, there's so many people that are looking for, for good quality people to work and you can start your own businesses and stuff like that too so i'm always open to talk to, man i'm always open to talk to military if anybody wants to you can always reach out to us uh reach out to me at my our 800 number 888-368-9898 that's 888-368-9898 if you want to start a business you're looking how to get hired as a military veteran um you're looking to improve your health um, deal with post-traumatic stress we've got your back on all of that stuff so i just wanted to say that because this is you know technical our, our veterans day uh show even though it'll come out a little bit later and i just wanted to say that um the other thing is um gary i'm not going to hold it against you that you're an attorney um because it's kind of a necessary evil <laughs> estate planning deal but now i understand why the estate plan thing is working so well for for my my 81 year old mother and father making it very easy um and for me as well uh, being a former financial advisor because um, there's a heart and soul behind it. You're, 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 you're a really genuine, decent man who fought for his country, came back, lost a friend in the battle. And now you're over here helping people. And then you got this wonderful coder. And for those of you that are going online, if you don't have a good tech guy, you're screwed. Okay. <laughs> Spend a lot of time up front. Don't hire the first Tom, Dick or Harry that comes down the road. You have got to find an ACE. And, um, if you're going to do that to make your dreams come true, just like, um, Gary has made, um, yeah, my life true. Are true. So anyway, with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Gary Lossgar. Estate planning. What does that even mean? When the inevitable happens for everyone on this planet, your estate plan kicks into action. But first, let's start with what an estate is. An estate is simply everything you own. Now, here's the issue and what needs to be understood when this event occurs. You only have two choices on this plan. Number one, either you plan how your estate gets handed out and distributed to those you leave behind. Or number two, your state decides who gets everything you own. For the first time ever, you can now take complete and total control of this plan that you've been deprived of for most of your life and generations before you. You can get personalized assistance along the way with a team of specialists whose job it is to make sure you have true peace of mind. It's important to understand that estate planning is a journey and rest assured that our team will be available to you all along the way and at every step. Welcome to Estate Plan 
home of the last estate plan you'll ever need. To learn more, make sure to reach out to your local advisor licensed with us or go to our website for more information. What's up in Richards? Tim James here with my co-host Carter Wilcoxon. Back in the house today, we've got, uh, well, first time, he's a first timer, Gary Lovsgard, actually the the heart and soul behind uh, My Life Cart Plan, which is also, um, Carter's been working with him for quite some time. So Carter, you were asking Gary a question about reinstatement. So I think what you're alluding to is like, once you have, what's so awesome about the program, Gary, that you set up for the client based on <laughs> They've got the trust in place. They went through the process, and now changes are going to be made. Why is it so simple and easy compared to before, and how does that serve the client? Yeah, so the, the, when the client uh, uh, purchases uh, uh, the, the platform usage from us, they have what is called the client console. Uh, it's a secure portal, and they can log in to their client console at any time day or night, as long as they have a, uh, an active mem a membership with us. And they can make changes anytime that they want uh, uh, to suit whatever they need to have done. So most of the time when people set up revocable living trusts, when they make a change, uh, they're used to the concept of having amendment done. And the amendments, of course, take time and money to do. Well, with our platform, the client has full access uh, to make that change on his own anytime. So there's no need to go back and redo a restatement of trust like we've done many of them over the years. People have trust they've done over the years uh, that they need to make changes on uh, in, in many different areas. So the best way to make those changes is to restate the entire trust and of course that's like purchasing a whole new trust again well that's not necessary on our platform uh, in fact uh, we get a lot of people coming in Carter knows this that already have a trust that they've set up they have it partially funded and but they want to use our platform they find out about using uh, what we have so then what they can do is come in and order a, a, a new format with us and they can restate their original trust. We have what is called the restatement addendum. Uh, so there's a restatement addendum that goes with the whole new format that they have with us. So people that have previous trusts that have been previously funded can still use our platform. Uh, and if they use the restatement addendum, they don't have to go back to the retitling process of their assets if they want to uh, keep assets retitled to their original trust. So I, I think that's what Carter was asking about earlier. Uh, but the, the, the main thing here, again, is, is the ease that the client has of making changes uh, to his documents. I'll, I'll quickly comment that, um, once again, our programmer, Steve, uh, uh, taught me how to work with him in developing what is called replacement and removal code. That was quite a process. We spent quite a bit of time doing that. 
but that, uh, that the replacement removal code that is I've not seen any place else used is one of the uh, one of the big dynamics on our platform that enables people to log in. They make a change, they submit it, and about 45 seconds, their documents will show uh, uh, the new change. It's that simple. So that's like that's a I would say a revolutionary approach. One of the one of the revolutionary approaches that we offer to end users. Awesome. Let me break this down for people. If you're listening to this episode today and you're not a financial advisor, let's say you're thinking about getting a will or a trust, or if you are a financial advisor, I want you to listen to the really want you to get this in your gut, how awesome of a product service this is for your clients and how it's going to help you bulletproof your client list is that you think about this. Most people put off doing a trust, but you finally get them to do it, or they finally some usually a dramatic thing happens and another family member or a close friend dies or something, and then they see the you know the the or the husband's got dementia and he goes into a care facility and it's seven grand a month and it just drains the assets down and he falls and he has to go into ICU and then the state ends up leaning the house and then the wife is left destitute with no money. These are the types of things that happened, and it's like, oh wish I would wish I coulda right? If you had a trust in place, those assets would have been protected. He might've went under state care, but wife would have still had her money and she'd have been able to live her life. And that's what he really wanted, but they didn't take care of business. Okay. So that's what happens. Let's say now the trust is in place. You got it all right. And then your daughter marries an alcoholic and you find out a year into their marriage that he's been slapping around a little bit. Okay. That's where you want to be like, okay, we need to go see our attorney. Don't want to do it because they're going to charge me $300 an hour. Um, so you book the attorney appointment. And the reality is, is that the attorney's assistants at $95 an hour are going to do most of the work, but you're going to pay 300, just the reality of it. And um, it's going to take a process to get that done. Multiple meetings, and it's going to be a lot of money. But the problem is, is that you drive down to sign the final documents and you and your wife get hit by a bus and you die. And um, a year later, your daughter dies of cancer because of stress from being beat by this alcoholic husband, and he wastes all the money, and the grandkids get nothing. So, what's cool about I, mean, I just I, we always plan for the worst and expect the best, but we have to think about scenarios like this as a financial advisor protecting our clients. We want to prepare for the worst and expect the best. So, now with this type of um, service where you can log in instantly and bypass him and hit submit and it's done. It's it, right? And if you need attorney if you need attorney help, you just reach out to the attorney and you book appointment right inside the portal, which I'm doing right now. So, it makes it easy and it's $95 a year to maintain the service and you have 24/7 access to not only be able to make changes but also to contact and have an attorney help you with any questions. It's the biggest no-brainer. Like I I literally was like I thought it was 95 a month and I thought that was still an amazing amazing deal really but um it's really awesome so anyway i just want to be clear on that so people understand what's going on here from a, a layman's point of view because this is a very powerful program and it's really client-centered so i just i just really like it gary so thank you well tim you uh you define that very well uh let me make a, a comment onto that uh, the way that the client can stay connected to uh, the support team, the advisor record, and the attorney of record is through what we call a notepad center. So 
the client can log into his client console and enter in a notepad message that will go out to the supporting parties by email. He can ask questions, um, whatever he wants to do, it's gonna go out to the people that he chooses uh, for that message to go out to, and he can get answers to his questions, or if he needs support in helping to draft a clause in his trust, uh, anything, uh, he has that support. And we rarely, our goal is to answer those notepad messages within 24 hours, business hours of when it goes out. Um, that's our goal with it. So people really appreciate that. I, 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 I have had so many thank yous, thank yous, thank yous for, uh, from clients, um, who have really appreciated that support. And um, I am, I'm very grateful that we can do that because I, I can say that my heart is, again, like I said earlier, to put the client first. Yeah. That's well, the your, goal. Your guys', your guys yeah. system just makes it easy and simple and, and stressless it's, for people to go in and protect and control their assets above ground and below ground after they pass away. That's the bottom line, above and below. And it's really important to do this. And I think the accessibility that you guys are giving people is allowing people, and we keep beating this in on the show because we really want people to understand, like this is a very important thing. You don't have to be a bazillionaire or a millionaire to have an estate plan done. You need one. You gotta. You, you have anything that you wanna keep in the family, protect it, keep it safe, you need a trust. Wills don't work, trusts do. So, Carter. Yeah, well, if you don't mind, let me just, uh, I want to chime in. I want to say one additional thing about, you know, the, the genius that the connectivity between what Gary's experience and, and learning all of these things along the way, and then the addition of Steve Stern, his programmer, and, um, and, and the, what I call, in the Notepad Center that Gary mentioned, I call it the CYA, KYC area, right? So it's, you know, KYC, for those who don't know what that stands for, that means know your client. And uh, CYA, hopefully everybody understands and knows what CYA is. When you put a message in the notepad center, it's timestamped to the second and it's a permanent record inside the client console. So that is not, it's not only just the access, it's also that it's a permanent record. So that when the inevitable happens for any of us, when we go through the estate planning or estate settlement procedure, the corporate trustee, in most instances, when we start to settle these estates, they'll be able to also go through the client console and see if there was something that was stated at a certain time in a timeline that may be have happened in the last six weeks or six months or whatever the case may be. But by having that um, timestamp to the second, it helps us and, and whoever's going to settle that trust, if there's any type of a, a controversy that might potentially happen, we have that as a record in the documentation. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that part of it as well, Gary. That's a really good point because uh, 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 having the ability to, to record, to, to permanently, permanently record all of the communications between the clients, the advisors, the, the attorney of record is important. And I know from experience that um, sometimes people would say that they requested something when they didn't, or they re 
requested it a certain way when it was done a different way. So we really uh, uh, require all of our communications uh, that are, are attributable to the estate plan to be done on that notepad center. It really is a focal point, as you brought out. And all of the messages are time stamped and they're all there. So that's been a very, uh, a very uh, functional part of what we do working with the clients and supporting them is a good point. I'd like to make one other comment about what Tim talked about a little while ago. Really, really good point. You cannot control without a trust beyond the grave what's going to happen to your estate. Now, some people set up wills with testamentary trust. Uh, that's a will with a trust clause or clauses uh, uh, connected to it. That is a form of a trust, but of course that goes through probate before it's funded. We're talking about revocable living trusts here. But like Tim brought out, uh, let's say you have uh, three children and they want each one to have equal shares of the estate. One of them is a daughter married to a ne'er-do-well husband. Well, if the daughter becomes an outright heir of say, uh, you know, $800,000 and she's married to this ne'er-do-well guy, the likelihood is that's probably gonna get spent down in a way that the, that the asset owner would not, the parent would not want. So the way you can control that is through dispositive provisions in the trust draft. We have many different, uh, clauses and apps that we pull down that, that can be inserted in the in the draft in the uh, governing instrument and can be modified to fit anything that needs to be done. And what's really neat is, again, if you had, uh, say, uh, two shares going outright to the two children, the third is going to be held in trust for the daughter uh, for a period of time, well, uh, the client can go back in and change that clause if something has changed, if there's been a divorce or something has changed. They go right back in and they change that clause that applied uh, to holding that daughter's assets and trust for a period of time. Once again, it makes it real easy for the client to have complete control of his plan that way. So Gary, you've really, I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, you've, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you've thought of everything, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how we connected um, and, you know, what we've really done, you know, together to form this partnership because of that, you know, that shared vision of, you know, being client centric, right? The, the end user consumer yeah. having the ability to elevate that client's experience. Um, but I know whenever I met you originally, you know, you've said to me, you know, <laughs> you're a self-professed non-marketer you're like ah, marketing's not a thing right it's, that's not what i do but you know i saw what it is early on i connected all the dots you know you have you know we've spent thousands of hours together on the phone emails you know conversations working on saturdays and sundays you know for me to learn a lot of the things but you know if you you know talk a little bit about what it is that that you feel like I saw early on and how, you know, you feel like we are, we're on the, not only the right trajectory in, in the right direction, but how we're ultimately, you know, potentially going to be able to make this a household name. 
Well, in the early days, uh, you know, after I realized the model was working with advisors, um, I I began marketing uh, to uh, even to broker dealers back then, and uh, we would get positive responses uh, from from decision makers in the broker dealers even, and of course uh, from from IMO directors and so on. But the problem is, is that a positive response is, is the first step. Um, there's a lot more to that, uh, to developing a business together than, than just to go, yeah, you got something good here, then what's the next step? So what happened is through the years, uh, I had a good business going on. There was one company in Pennsylvania uh, back in the 90s that saw, they saw it and they did a lot of business with us that went on for quite a few years but uh but when when you came aboard uh when you were first introduced to the platform uh at first you weren't sure what this was about and and then uh we had a couple of phone calls i think about a month or two after you found out about our platform and then you kept saying what you know, are you sure? And, and then you asked me, uh, uh, you know, where are you? Where have you been hiding and things like this? Anyway, I could tell you had an inordinate amount of interest in this. And of course, uh, you took this application of marketing and training and support to a level that uh, nobody I've ever worked with before has ever done. And it's made a huge difference in our company, in our bottom line. Um, you have done, you know, I'm just gonna say, Carter, I mean, you, you, uh, you've helped change my life and I'm very grateful for that. And it just seems like we're getting just a good start now. So uh, yeah, you, you, uh, you saw you saw what I was trying to communicate to others. You saw it, and then you did something about it. Now we've had a long road here. We've had our ups and downs, like everything, right? Yep. You know, you you bump into things, and and uh, you go, well, we got to change that and do this, and um, and of course, the development of the trust company that is forthcoming is going to be huge. Uh, I've always believed for many years that. Uh, that's that's a very necessary component, having directly connected to what we're doing, and I see that coming about here. So, it's all coming together so nicely, and yeah. you're definitely uh, one of the main reasons for that. Yeah. So, um, you know, Gary, my my benefit that I had obviously whenever I started CSI Financial Group, and of course, it have expanded our access and um, giving access expansion wise to you know register reps and RIAs. And, you know, ultimately other IMOs that'll be able to take what we have really refined and perfected over the last, you know, four plus years and allow them to use the the, uh, the model that we've, you know, created, if you will, um, for primarily client acquisition, because that's where it all begins. Yes. And, and, and as you've heard me say ad nauseum, product is not the unmet need, right? So that's what advisors have. They have products. That's how they monetize relationships. But if they really want to be impactful, they really want to make a difference in the lives of the households that they are working with or looking to work with, there's no better way, in my estimate, 
than starting with the foundational approach where it's estate planning. But estate planning, honestly, is what the, the industry jargon we use. But really what it is, is family succession planning. And, you know, Tim and I, we've used that phrase on the on the podcast, you know, countless amounts of times because estate planning a lot of times is a, is a misnomer, right? A misnomer. And, and it's in what we're really setting out to do is deliver what I call the three E's, where we educate, enlighten, and empower those advisors' households to take control. But instead of losing control themselves by sending them away to a disinterested third party, as I call that, and a state planning attorney who has a totally different agenda, almost without exception, um, we wanted to maintain the control and the continuity, but maintain the autonomy. So we became, at Epic Services Company, their in-house or their outsourced estate planning team to get this done who works collaboratively with those advisors. So when the client goes through this entire experience that is elevated, it leads to not only client acquisition, but client retention and ultimately with the trust company, client uh, generational control. So anyway, I don't know if you want to talk on that a little bit. Well, guys, don't forget that that estate planning attorney that you either did or didn't send your client off to to get that trust done probably has a friend that's a financial advisor. <laughs> Think about that, right? So I remember there was a, a survey done by property and casualty insurance. Uh, this PNC guy showed me, he said that if you have one piece of business, the chances of the retention was, you know, whatever, 25%. I can't remember the numbers at all, but if you had two pieces of business, it went up dramatically to like 40, but if you had three pieces of business, it was over 80% retention. The client would never leave you because it was just people don't like changing. I mean, they want to, People don't like it when their gas station is shut down or something or they can't get gas. I got to go somewhere else and think outside the box. Like we get into our grooves and our, our ruts. So, um, you know, bulletproofing yourself. Um, this is just one more layer to bulletproof your client um, from, from leaving you basically. And they're not going to want to leave you if, you if you're providing value. That is very true. Very true. I Speechless. You guys are speechless. Okay. <laughs> I can't hear Carter. He's talking. I Carter, can't hear him. He, he mute. No wonder he's speechless. You're muted, Carter. Duh. I was trying You're to be back? quiet whenever, you know, oh, okay. phone ring or whatever. Like, <laughs> I can't believe uh, Carter's speechless. Yeah. You, that's you're impossible. Muted. You guys you had me fooled. I the only way you can get me speechless is to mute me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I would do it, but I don't have the master control you do. So you yeah. can mute me, though. Yeah, there, there you go. So, um, well, you know, anyway, I, I do, I do want to talk, you know, maybe about a couple of other, you know, little things here, Gary, to, to touch on what it is that makes, you know, the entire ecosystem, as we call it, you know, unique. Not only is it about, you know, the the education that we provide for end user consumers to really take control and empower them to get this type of work done that's really never had access like this before, but talk a little bit about, you know, from your perspective, uh, you know, the jurisdictional shopping and the thing that I feel like uh, the reason why I say we're in the knowledge for profit business, by the way, I was talking to a Nevada based corporate trustee today. I'll talk to you about that offline. Uh, also, you know, add another one to the potential mix as we've been talking and everything, but talk about maybe the importance and the connectivity between 
the Nevada situs and the corporate trustee within the framework of what it is that we're doing? Well, Nevada, Nevada has probably the best pro-trust law anywhere in the, in the entire country. And I say that because uh, I am a legal researcher. Uh, I spend a lot of time doing legal research in this, in this arena. In fact, uh, when we put the, uh, the My Life Card plan platform together, um, I was trying to find a way to make this easy to use on a national basis. We, uh, prior to that, we would work with, uh, with attorneys really in all 50 states. We, had, we, we, we devised templates that would work uh, for all 50 states, and we still have them. But uh, when I started to consider the 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 uh, the procedures that we could put together, and I realized there are there are a few states, Nevada being one of them, that are most ideal to establish a living trust. Uh, Nevada has no state income tax. Uh, they've codified uh, directed trusts, trust protector laws, uh, on and on and on. So it really, Nevada law, it really uh, is very compatible with everything we're doing. Plus, um, anyone, anywhere in all 50 states can establish a Nevada Citus Trust, just like anybody who's going to incorporate can establish a Delaware Corporation or a Wyoming LLC, which I've done many of. So. When I realized that was the way to go, um, it really streamlined things. That's not to say people can't, uh, they cannot uh, name uh, their own domicile uh, to have the trust administered. They can do that, easily do that. But we default to Nevada law. Um, and very, very, very few people even question that because when they see the benefits of it and uh, how easy it is to use and, and uh, there, there's, it's just, it's, it's worked better than I even thought it would. So, well, I got a question uh, for you now. So with my parents, we're in Oregon. Are we taking mm -hmm. advantage of the best pro-trust law in the country in Nevada? You are. Now, the only difference is uh, whatever state the client is in, uh, for example, if a state has uh, an estate tax uh, level, uh, if your parents, when your parents die, whatever the laws of the state of Oregon are for their citizens uh, would apply to them in terms of if they have to pay a state estate tax or if there's an, an inheritance tax. Uh, even though you have a Nevada Citus Trust, it will not go around. It will not preclude those, those issues. Um, Nevada is a community property trust or community property state. And even though a client in a non-community property state sets up a Nevada Trust, they're, they're, they cannot declare that as community property because they live in a non-community property state but that does not uh, preclude them from using all the other benefits of Nevada law. Does that, so does that make Oregon, sense? Yeah. In Oregon, if it's over 1.5 million, it's like 10 and a quarter percent. So even though the assets and everything's in the trust, that's, that's all going to be added up and this, and the state's going to be like, we want to check. 
Well, yeah, see, the, the, the federal exemption COVID amount is worth, what, 11.7 million right now? Um, but, but if there's a state uh, transfer tax law, that's going to apply outside of the federal transfer tax law. So, like I said, setting up a Nevada trust would not preclude any estate tax liability that a client may have uh, in the state that they're in. So you you can't you can't get around that, but that does not. But all the other things that are that are applicable with Nevada law would still be applied in that estate, even though your parents are from Oregon. So that's for a good example, point, guys. Okay, for example, sorry. real. I'm just going to say real quickly, if your parents trust uh, after their decease, it, the declaration was that assets are going to be held in trust. And the income from those assets was not going to be distributed out. It was going to stay in trust. Well, then, uh, since there's no state income tax in Nevada, uh, the, ass, the the income that will be held in trust, the, the trust becomes a, uh, the taxpayer, but it would not have to pay state income tax since it's a Nevada site as trust. If it were in Oregon, it'd have to pay state income tax of those of the income generated by the trust. Just like we have to pay federal. Does that does that make sense? Is that clear? Yeah, I think so. So let's just run this through for people listening again for the layperson. So, <laughs> um, we'll use my example. Okay, I'm 48 years old. Parents are 81. We're setting up their trust. We get it done, and let's say, you know, uh, they pass away within the next 10 years, or whatever. Okay, they pass away, and I decide I'm going to rent out uh, the house. Right now, there's going to be income, and let's say they have some assets in the bank. Let's say they got a you know three hundred thousand in the bank, and I put that into whatever investment. It's getting five percent interest. So I've got interest income from the assets, from the liquid assets, and then I've got uh, rental income from that single family residence on that property. So how did how how is tax going to apply at that point? So are you talking about that property staying in your parents' trust after yeah. their decease? Yeah, unless there's another method to transfer it into my own well, trust. Well, if, if the, 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 the language of the trust would determine whether or not that property is going to be staying in the trust. If the language does not require the property to stay in trust, that would just go to you outright, and you would be the new owner of the property, mm-hmm. and the trust wouldn't apply. If if the prop if the trust required the property to stay in trust for say twenty years after their decease, uh, and then it goes to you at the end of twenty years, uh, the income generated from that property would would be K one out to you. You would pay the tax on that. Based on my so the income trust would have. To, pardon me. Based on my income level. Yes, if you're going to be receiving, but if but if the income was not K one out and uh, it went back to the principal of the trust, then the trust would have to pay the tax. And again, if you were, if you're in Oregon, they have to pay a state income tax as well as a federal tax. Mm-hmm. But if it's in Nevada, there is no state income tax, like nine other states right now. Yeah. Cool. Or six other states. Well, Carter, do you have any other last questions before we take our final break here? Well, I wanted to, I want uh, Gary to touch on the, um, the one thing that 
obviously the inevitable that's going to happen forthcoming as Gary mentioned earlier, you know, Epic services company will eventually apply to get its trust powers to become a corporate trustee. We're uh, forming relationships with other Nevada based corporate trustees, but, but Gary, uh, just if, if you don't mind just a little bit of on what you've, you know, educated me along the way, which, which forced me or, or I don't know about force compelled me to move down the road of going out and starting our own Nevada based yeah. company, just how important a corporate trustee when it comes to a state settlement for a lot of instances is the necessary uh, piece of the equation to be able to get a lot of these state settlements done in a proper manner. You know, that's a really good point because uh, uh, most, uh, most clients not knowing that there are choices will choose their uh, children most often to be uh, the successor trustee of their trust, in other words, to administer and to settle their trust estate when they are gone. Well, the problem is, is that most children have no idea how to settle an estate. They don't know the rules or the laws. In fact, um, it can put them in a compromising position because if they make mistakes, it can cost them because they are now the trustee fiduciary. So all of that's changing with the way that we're gonna develop into the corporate trustee application and are doing that now. The corporate trustee obviously is a professional entity who, uh, who is recognized by state law to, to perform these duties uh, and has the experience, the knowledge, um, everything that's necessary to settle an estate, to administer a state. I have seen so many cases, I've had so many phone calls over the years when a child is chosen, and Carter, as you know, we call the child Sonny Boy, right? Right. Sonny Boy is chosen as a successor trustee. I get a call on the phone, he says, what do I do now? And uh, he has no idea. So that that process oftentimes people think they're doing a favor by choosing their their children as a successor trustee they're most of the time that's not the case so the corporate trustee is the best choice by far the problem has been real quickly in the past corporate trustees have not been designed to serve the masses They've been designed to serve the elite for good reason. They generate a lot of fiduciary fees when there's multiple millions of dollars in the account. I get that. But what about the average American family? Bringing corporate trustee services to the average American family in the estate planning arena is revolutionary. And I just think it's going to be so awesome when, when that is put together the way we've been talking about uh, very shortly here. And uh, we're using corporate trustees, Carter, as you know. Yep. Um, but, uh, but having that real fine-tuned, well-oiled connection is going to be, um, that is my, that's the final piece to this. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that, uh, you know, that ecosystem, as we call it, you know, that's yeah. the, um, you know, if you, absolutely want to have the grantor's intent followed mm -hmm. through the way that they mm -hmm. intended for it to be followed through 
without exception, there's no more optimal way than with a third party fiduciarily responsible, regulated, you know, corporate trustee. And of course, since we cite us everything in Nevada, obviously, obviously it'll be a Nevada based, you know, trust company. So anyway, I just want, I just wanted to, you know, allow you the uh, opportunity to not only the things I've shared, but also with the enrichers, get them to understand that forthcoming, uh, not that we don't, won't have an interim corporate trustee that's in Nevada, which we're in those final uh, discussions right now and probably be ready to go within the next, you know, two to four weeks. Of course, by the time they've listened to this, it's probably going to be fully implemented by that time. So anyway, I just wanted you to share with you, you know, with the enrichers, your knowledge of understanding just how critically important to have the grantor's intent follow through by having a corporate trustee be that successor trustee. There, yeah, there are just so many benefits to it. We could, we could talk for the next 30 minutes about it. I mean, it's, it's just uh, so many benefits to it. That, again, the problem has been the cost uh, and the, uh, uh, the lack of accessibility to corporate trustees for the average family. And uh, we're going to change that now. This yep. platform will be a perfect fit for that application. There you well, go. That's big news, guys. That's really exciting. Breakthrough happening right here, live on the air on the Health and Wealth Podcast. Nice. Big. I hope you guys, uh, I, I, you guys are going to dominate the world, and you're going to do that by helping people solve problems, uh, help solve a problem, a very, and sometimes it's a problem that people don't even think they don't even know they have. Those are the those are the problems that really get people. They don't it's even so know true. it's a problem until it's a problem. But, you know, through education and awareness, then people can, you know, shine some light on um, a dark area that they don't want to spend time with. Because I mean, a lot of people always think, oh, I'm going to get my trust set up. It's Friday. What do you want? You want to go see a lawyer and drive downtown and get an elevator and see a lawyer and spend a lot of money? Or you want to go have pizza with your friends? But, you know, nobody wants to do it. So, But when somebody dies or something bad happens, oh, I wish I would have. So we won't be doing that anymore. You guys are going to save a whole lot of people from saying, I wish I would have. So anyway, so we're going to take a quick break and we get back. We're going to have Gary. We're going to flip the script and Gary's going to ask me any question on health. We'll be right back. You want the absolute best for yourself and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green 85. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line, Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Enrichers? Tim James here. I'm back with my co-host, Carter Wilcoxon. He has two um, microphones, but they're behind him. So I, what's up with that, dude? <laughs> well, hey, you know, I'm glad that you asked. It's interesting. Um, the, uh, the, the interface, the user interface that we use for these shows, Webinar Jam. Shout out to Webinar Jam. Make sure you get with me if you want to get the affiliate link. Um, they just added nice. a virtual background as options so i was looking through the different virtual backgrounds and one of them is this, this podcast background so it looks like i'm talking to the microphone right now <laughs> yeah he's got two mics i actually I got two. This this, for, this well that's for my guest see that's for my guest to sit in 
and they haven't showed mm -hmm. up yet but as soon as they show oh, up okay i get it <laughs> Right. So for those of you just listening, you can't see us on YouTube or wherever. It's like there's an empty desk behind him. It's a, it's a fake. It's a fake image. Yes. But it's, it's funny because it's got two podcast mics and nobody's using them. Totally. Okay. So Gary, um, you're in your seventies. You look pretty damn healthy. How'd you? You know. Well, I was going to ask you how you got there, but just go ahead. I guess you get to ask me the question. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I. Uh... I've been active pretty much most of my life. That helps uh, golfing and whatnot, going to the gym. <clears throat> but uh, I was just uh, mentioning earlier that uh, we've been, my wife and I've been married for 36 years. And uh, when uh, when I came into the marriage, I she she accused me of having uh, bloodshot eyes and white skin and you know common stuff uh, bachelors would show up with, right? because you're drinking too much whiskey and she's right i mean i, I did a lot of mcdonald's hamburgers <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't know how bad it was uh, uh until uh she introduced me to the right way to to eat but through the years uh in fact here in in the desert where we're in right now she has a garden um so she's been real big on on eating correctly uh, and, and that's been one of the reasons I believe that I've had a very, um, very healthy uh, uh, life. Uh, I haven't been to the doctor. I don't know when. Um, I, I, uh, I don't take drugs. I take uh, a few supplements here and there. But mm -hmm. that's about it. And uh, I, really can, I really have to say that I believe that one, one, of, the, one of the big factors is is putting the right ingredients god created our body uh, a certain way to use foods the way they've been created and the closer we can stay to that the better we are off i believe so but then i also know that <clears throat> that there are supplements that have been very uh beneficial to people uh that i've taken off and on over the years and so i was kind of wondering about your own business how you got started, what caused you to, to get you know, in this industry. You seem very passionate about it, which I really appreciate. And I'm, I was just kind of curious about that. How long have you been doing this? And, and uh, what was back on there? Well, the, the lifestyle, I've been doing it for about 11 years, um, about seven years with the, you know, technically the business, um, helping other people as a health coach and then starting the supplement line. Um, it was basically a passion project. So I, you know, 11 years ago at age 37, I was 42 pounds overweight. My elbows and knees were bleeding from eczema. Uh, it was terrible. Um, I had another skin issue on my back. It was gross. Um, I gained, like I said, 42 pounds. I was bloated. I was inflamed. Um, I was caught, you know, just acid reflux 24-7, eating Tums and Rolaids. Um, I started bleeding rectally. That went on for about two and a half years. And then on a vacation, I had to have a surgery to get an organ removed. And, and that's when I learned my poor health didn't affect just me. It affects everybody else around me, but I still didn't yeah. know what to do. I mean, I tried the high protein, low protein, high fat, low fat, high carb. I mean, I was trying every five meals a day that everything kind of worked a little bit, but I kept gaining more weight, two, three, four pounds a year. And my health was slipping. Right. And then people started dying around me. My age, my friends, my first one was a buddy on my baseball team at age 40. 
um, went through cancer, chemo, surgery, and all that crap, and he died and left three little boys behind. And then my buddy Charles gets chronic lymphocytic leukemia, which was supposedly this incurable, you know, um, cancer diagnosis. So he asked me to go with him to a detox and nutrition clinic in Florida, which I thought was totally woo-woo, but when your friend's dying, it's just like, whatever you need, man, I'll, I'll support you. So I went there to the Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach, Florida, and that's where I got not only just the transformation to a different way of living, different foods, but also taught me how to detox, clean up my body, become my own doctor, become my own body <clears throat> Um, and, uh, and just keep, you know, look at the body like a system, right? It's a system. It's a very complicated system. We, we actually have an, an intelligent system, but I, I was operating as a dumb system. It was just whatever the TV told me to do. I was, you know, I was doing it right. <clears throat> Nowhere in nature does, why would you, why would we need to be told how to eat or what foods to eat? Why would they advertise a chicken sandwich? Right? Well, they're doing it to make money. They're not doing it for your health. If you see anything on TV, don't probably don't buy it and don't eat it. Yeah. It's probably not good because the people that have it have too much money and they're taking advice. You know, just 99% of the time it's probably, now there's probably some local stuff where there's a local business owner that's running some ads, you know, um, like I know a guy here, he's got a company called uh, give it a shout to Jim Toma Permatreat. They go around and they, they run ads on TV and they'll come and, and, and seal your countertops and stuff. So when you spill wine on them um, or green juice, um, hopefully, um, that you won't stain your countertop. Okay. Besides that, most of the ads and stuff on television are garbage for you, right? So through that process of the, the education, because they have 40 hours of education lectures per week um, on the human body, on and life itself and the FDA and organic processes and all these things and how to grow sprouts and fresh food and gardening. Um, you know, I learned a, a lot of this. I gravitated because I grew up on a farm, Gary. So, um, <coughs> We, we grew, we had a massive freaking garden growing up, right? I was out yeah. all the time. I was chewing on elderberries and eating huckleberries and picking mushrooms and, you know, not the psychedelic types, but like morels and boletus and things we could eat, mm -hmm. calf brains and snow mushrooms. There's all kinds of stuff. And now, if, um, what do you call it? Chanterelles. Those are a lot of fun. But um, so I go there and that's, you know, I learned about detoxing and I transformed my health. It's uh, been 11 years later. I lost all the weight, completely healed myself. No medications, no nothing. I haven't seen a doctor since. Um, don't really want to. Um, and my friend healed himself of chronic lymphocytic leukemia right in front of my face uh, with no chemo, no radiation, no surgery. So I've been on a mission ever since. That's why I walked away from the financial services industry because I'd see so many people come in with money. And that, but their health was a mess. I had one couple that the lady had acid reflux so much worse than mine that three times during appointments, I sent them home. She was so miserable. She said that sometimes at night she couldn't even sleep because she had to set up because if she laid down, it would be terrible. And um, you see that stuff like, wow, your schedule of real estate is all paid off and you have all this income and you have a beach house and you have that, but you can't even sleep because your throat's burning up with your acid from your stomach. Life's not fun. It doesn't matter how much money you have. And then you go to into a broken system with they're just going to put more acid-based synthetic chemicals into your body and think that's going to be the fix. So I don't know anywhere where somebody has a, a pharmaceutical deficiency. You know, if we, if we break these things down, like when the sailors um, had scurvy and people ran from them, they were scared because, oh, the sailors are diseased. We, we found out that it wasn't. They had a vitamin C deficiency. And as soon as they got vitamin C mm -hmm. in their body, scurvy, the disease went away. 
So most of these things, like you were saying, it's food-based. Food can either be the most powerful medicine you put in your body that will boost your immune system and boost your quality of life, or it can be poison that will tear down your immune system and tear down your quality of life and then make you a burden on yourself and the rest of your family and society. And that's where we're at today. And on top of that, it's the chemical pollution. We have massive pollution issues. Those listening, I know there's a lot of people want to talk about climate change. If you're a climate change person, you believe in that, that's fine. Your belief system, I believe, is, is off. But I do commend you for wanting to improve the quality of the planet. That's great. But if you really want to help the planet, the, all the focus that we need to be focused on is pollution. That's our real problem. You know, when you have 74% of rainwater has glyphosate in it, the main ingredient in Roundup, which is shown to just, it literally tears holes in our intestinal lining. This is where leaky gut syndrome comes from. Or, you know, you have these toxic chemicals and 70, over 70% of the water is acid rain. And you go to these pristine lakes and both the two and two and a half inch fish have both male and female organs. They're turning into hermaphrodites and amphibians too, because of the estrogen mimickers from plastics are so pervasive in our water system today. So we have a lot of pollution issues and we have to deal with that. So that's kind of how I got into it. And I got so passionate about it because I got pissed and I got pissed because I thought that there was a, uh, there was agencies that uh, my hard earned tax dollars were going like the FDA and, and CDC and place like this to protect me. And I think there's a lot of really good people working in those organizations. I think there's a lot of corruption at the top and that's where we're at today. So we have to, it, it's, it, it goes back to the word responsibility, being able to respond and to be able to take um, responsibility for yourself. We have to do it on the micro level if we want the whole collective to be well, right? So if we want a healthy society, we want good public health, it really falls back to us. We have to take care of our own health. And if I have good health and Carter's got good health and you've got good health, public health is going to be much better too. We're going to be able to think clearer. We're going to be able to fight for freedom, fight for truth. And um, you can't do that when you have poor health. You know, and you become, you literally become a burden on society. And I'm going to, today I'm going to shoot a podcast solo for my show. And I'm going to talk about the devastation of Alzheimer's and dementia that affected like my grandfather. And I'm steeped up in it right now with some people that I'm helping. And it was just a reminder about people don't realize baby boomers out there. When I first started this work 11 years ago, 25% of the population of baby boomers was experiencing Alzheimer's and dementia and memory loss at some level. And then two years later, it was up to 28%, and it's growing. I don't even know what it is. I'm going to look up the statistics today and find out. I'm probably scared. It's probably a third of you. And um, there's certain basic things that people just don't understand, like aluminum cookware. They're not drinking enough water. They're consuming too much sugar. Um, they're not using their brain anymore, and they're just maybe just not happy. They're just watching TV 24-7, and they're really not – You know, they've stopped growing. And it's almost like the mind is like your arm. If you break your arm – you put it in a sling, it's going to atrophy and you won't be able to use it. And your brain gets that. It's like, oh, I've reached this wonderful place in retirement and that's it. And you lose your purpose and your fire in life. And then things just start deteriorating. This retirement is not a place. Yeah. This is where you need to get out and educate. Youth Youth needs you. Get out and participate and volunteer and give back. Um, you have you have all that you've made it this far, right? You've made it to this beautiful place in retirement. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, take a year or two off, I guess, whatever. But you're going to get bored real fast. And for those of you that have already done that process, you know what I'm talking about. You're just looking for something to do to keep yourself busy, to find that purpose in life. So anyway, that's a big, long answer, but that's how I got into it. I'm very passionate about it. We're health coaches and through reading labels for food and drinks and supplements, I got pissed and 
out of frustration, I just built my own supplements to detox and nutrition myself. And then we share that with our private coaching community mm-hmm. and we ship worldwide. Do you feel, do you feel that um, Alzheimer's, dementia, those type, those type of conditions can have, can be reversed to a certain level, a certain degree with the proper nutrition, the proper supplements? Um, uh, what, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I do know that at the Hippocrates Health Institute, they teach a lot of the stuff that pretty much that we teach. I mean, there's just basic things. All we're doing is we're teaching people to get the man-made toxins out of the body. We clean up the digestive tract. We clean up the organ systems. We clean the blood intercellularly. We clean up the fat and the, the muscle tissue and the brain. <laughs> clean, 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 clean. Okay. You got to clean up the crap. All right. If the tractor is or the car isn't running right and it's all gummed up and the cylinder heads and the spark plugs are old and crusty, you got to take it into the shop. And that's where you're at most people with their bodies and they just don't know it because they can't see on the inside. But if you don't feel good, if you're overweight, if you have less energy, you're on medications, you're, you have gas and bloating all the time, you have skin issues like I had, you're bleeding rectally like I was or your elbows are bleeding and you have eyesight problems or you're, you know, whatever it is, your hair's falling out, right? You know, these are check body lights. These are signs that you need to clean up the body. You need to become a body mechanic, right? Become your own doctor and clean it up. So that's step one. We got to get the crap out. Number two, we have to start putting nature back in and flood the body with nature and flood the body nature. And if you do these two things and you start working on your stress levels, which most people don't have a toolkit to do, which breath work is one of the most powerful things I could ever share with you to reduce stress and to help you digest your food better. But if yeah. you do those three things, yeah, what, what they've seen at the Hippocrates Health Institute, they'll take somebody, I'll give you an example, whether it's Alzheimer's or dementia or multiple sclerosis or Lou Gehrig's disease, um, types of stuff like this where, you know, medical communities like not much you can do, put on these medications, do these things. A third of, if, if they're early to moderate stage, a lot of these people can reverse it, but mm-hmm. at least stop the progression. Now, if it's kind of, you know, late stage, you know, they're in a wheelchair and they're drooling, you, you know, you might be able to stop the progression, but at that point, what are, what are we doing that for? You know what I mean? Because that person, unfortunately, they, you know, I'm just putting myself in that person's shoes. If I'm walk, I can't really do much and somebody else has got to wipe my butt and I'm drooling all over the place. And my wife has got to pick up my 200 pound body. Cause you know what I mean? It's like, just let me go. Okay. It's time for me to go back to God. It's time for me to go back to the vortex. Thank you for the experience and the, and the, and the joy ride that I just had in this time space reality. I'm off to the next adventure. I want to, I don't want to be a burden on my family or myself mm-hmm. so in that kitchen, in that situation. Uh, they eventually had to start turning people away that were late stage in some of those cases. Now with you have cancer and stuff like that, we've seen people turn that around. Like my friend Charles has even stage four glioblastomas where they've got massive brain tumors in some cases, you know, even the people at the Institute, the doctors and nurses there didn't think the person was going to live. They're just like, well, I don't think this one's going to make it. And they do, you know, but then there's other people that don't have it as worse and they don't make it. So a lot of it, I think is attitude and, you know, and, um, and, and really the terrain or the environment that they subject themselves to after they leave the Institute and go back home, you know, do they have support or are they going to be able to plug into fresh foods and it's more difficult when you live in kansas in the middle of the winter and you don't know how to grow sprouts and and give yourself living food so but um hopefully that answered your question (laughs) yeah 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 
you're, you're talking about uh, uh, cleaning the body with, uh, you know, detoxing, all these things are really important. I can tell you a real quick story. Um, many years ago, there was a lady, uh, uh, she's a surgeon in San Francisco. I forget her name. But this was about, I think, 25 years ago. She was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. In fact, that was the main thing she did. Uh, she, she performed uh, breast removal for, uh, for victims. Mm -hmm. And she acquired the disease herself. Well, long story short, she did not have surgery. She refused to do that. This is a surgeon. Mm -hmm. So what she did is she went on a complete uh, juice diet. I mean, nothing but greens. And um, she was cured. Mm -hmm. wow. So, you know, those are, those are true stories. Uh, I mean, someone who had cancer, she was, you know, that was very serious. She got completely well through, um, through a heavy nutrition application. I would, wouldn't doubt she took supplements as well. But anyway, I, I know that story to be true because I've heard it. In fact, she wrote a book uh, on it as well. But uh, yeah. that's quite a story you think about. Well, it. You know, and a lot of people, like when I first, I couldn't even believe that. I mean, how could this little podunk place help people with cancer? I mean, come on. We've got billions being spent for in Race for the Cure and gene, the Genome Project was going on at the time or whatever. And and here we are. How, how, how could you hear these stories about people? Oh, it's spontaneous remission or whatever they they play it off but the reality is is cancer thrives in an acidic stressed out environment yeah. high acid you know low alkaline high acid um low oxygen environment and that's exactly what the standard american diet creates as far as a terrain and our and our and our lazy lifestyles i mean let's be honest from the we've gotten lazy as a society we have been entertained and we are not healthy. I mean, the, the fitness industry has completely failed us. 95% of people can't even run one lap around a track without falling over probably with a heart attack. I mean, that's where we're at today. Human beings, we are de-evolving as a species. So we really need to be woke up. This is a wake-up call. Like the whole COVID thing, you know, it's, it, it, it's fear, 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 fear. 24-7 yes. fear. The flu virus has disappeared. Pneumonia has disappeared off the death rolls. Doctors are told that they need to change how they're filling out death certificates out of 30 years. Some 300-pound dude that's had stints and his arteries scraped out and bypass and a triple bypass. And then he goes into the hospital with pneumonia and then he dies of COVID and he's put down as a, he died of COVID. No, it's not. Right. He died because he had a shitty lifestyle. He died because the American food system has failed him. And he had failed himself. So it's kind of a, you know, you got to take partial credit for it because you have a decision. But the problem, man, is it's really frustrating because I've got some really good friends. I have a friend of mine who is a good person. He is a decent human being. He will do anything for you. Yet he is, he'll flat out tell you, he goes, I can't stop drinking that Pepsi. It is the new crack cocaine and he cannot stop drinking it. He's overweight and probably he doesn't feel as good as how he wants. And, we should be able to wake up and feel freaking good every morning. We have a God-given right for that. And if you're not waking up and feel good, it's okay. Turn your system into an intelligent system. Stop being an open or dumb system anymore and just 
going through the punches and being emotional about it. And But you have to understand, too, that a lot of people have emotions attached to food, too. And food is the dope they're using to push those emotions down. So it's not <clears throat> wanting to change, but it's these subconscious emotions from childhood, whether they were molested or dad beat the crap out of them or they felt inferior. And as the emotions come up, they don't even know what's going on. They use the food and they slam them back down. So there's a lot going on here. So I think number one is forgive ourselves, but we need to wake up. We really need to wake up and start really taking care of our health because if you don't have your health, you have nothing. You can't fight for truth. You can't fight for freedom. You can't take care of your family. If there's a fire in your house. You're going to be able to pack out your kids and your wife right now, or you're going to fall over and trip you know, because you're out of shape. You can barely save yourself, right? We have to really think about these things and 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 look in the mirror and be honest and understand, and then be loving towards ourselves and then start making some freaking changes change the input right start with water crack the windows at night and get some fresh air while you're sleeping things like this will make a big difference in your life yeah well no doubt about it and look here's a here's the thing guys i know that um we're coming around the end you know the r and richards are listening and they're getting a lot of this great stuff and everything um you know i i, I think we need to kind of sort of wind it down only because tim i know we're over we're we're way over (laughs) we're way over but that's but that's okay because you know again you know gary and i we go back you know sneaking up on five years now gary it's hard to believe but i i knew that he understood what we were trying to accomplish with the health and wealth podcast show i asked him as a favor to come on because i'm like you know we really need to get your story on here because from the very beginning everything that we've built and, and crafted was around his genius and his experience and, and his programmer, Steve Stern, which we, we talked about before, but it's, it's um, the combination of the health and the wealth and, and all of this stuff. I know that we can make this a three hour show today. There's hey, no, maybe we're gonna, we'll start going long format. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is that it is long format compared that to is. most other podcasts, but um, you know, Gary, I, I really do appreciate you being uh, available, making yourself available to come on here and everything and to share your, your backstory, to share how we've done things together over the last few years and everything. And I, and I appreciate you probably as much as you appreciate me. And, uh, you know, thank you for coming on the show today. Well, um, thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed it and, uh, it was great. Hopefully it'll help some people, uh, both ways, Tim's story and our story. Well, I hope it, uh, I hope it gets people to, really get serious about getting their trust in place, do it right, hook up with Carter and get Mm -hmm. it done. And then for the financial advisors to add this piece to their business so they can help more people get it done because it is, you're, you're, you're really, you're really not doing a really good job as a financial advisor. If you're leaving that piece wide open for the client, my opinion. So true, Tim. It is so true. true. Yep. And my last word. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our heart over here at the Health and Wealth Podcast, thank you, veterans. We love you. We love you, we love you. Thank you for your service. Um, You included, Gary. And that's all I got today, Carter. Awesome. Yeah, so, uh, hey, and Richards, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast show. You can be able to get all of our previous podcasts with all of our other guests, as well as our backstory, if you want to go there to www.thehealthandwealthpodcastshow.com. For my amazing co-host, Mr. Chemical Free Body himself, Tim James, and for my esteemed friend and guest today, Gary Lofsgaard of uh, Integrated Trust Systems. I am Carter Wilcox and CEO and founder 
of Epic Services Company, as well as CSI Financial Group. Thank you for joining us. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe all of our podcasts whenever you get a chance. And come back for another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast Show. Everybody have a, a, a fantastic Friday, our Veterans Day show. And thank you again to all of our veterans. A salute to all of them out here who have also, not only the ones that have given the ultimate sacrifice, but those who continue to go out there and defending our rights to live an abundant mm -hmm. lifestyle. So thank you all again for joining us. And thank you to my guest again, Gary Lofsgaard, and my co-host, Mr. Tim James. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Hey, Enrichers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Carter Wilcoxon. And I'm your host, Tim James. And by God, we are committed to helping you guys have fat wallets, flat bellies. So tune in again for another episode, and make sure to like, share, and drink a lot of water. Or beer. You have just listened to the Health and Wealth Podcast with Carter and Tim.